Hello and welcome to episode 119 of the Perth Paisley podcast, a podcast dedicated to heart of Midlothian Football Club. <laughs> Joining me, <laughs> Adam Kennedy, to discuss the most recent match, a defeat to Motherwell at Fur Park, is Daniel McIver. McIver, how are you? I'm doing alright. Uh, I've got a new computer chair that doesn't look any different to the other one, so that's great. Uh, a few nice. days off my work, so I'm oh, doing nice. good. Uh, I can tell by your tone of voice and your general demeanour that you're maybe not doing as well as me. How are you? Pish. Thanks for asking. Oh, I can't be arsed with this. This is just this is this is the most depressed I've been recording one of these in a long time. That was woeful. We need a bit of background on it though, because we're recording this the night of. We're recording this on Sunday yeah. night. As so, so, so rather than digest it on say a Monday or a Tuesday, uh, I've calmed down, like I've assessed the situation. This is more off the cuff, general thoughts, uh, and this is why I have no mates and don't have anybody to go to the football with. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm away on Tuesday, which is why we can't record on a normal day. Adam's busy on Monday, so you're getting another Sunday record, Monday upload, which some of you might think is great, some of you might think is terrible. I have a feeling Adam is going to hate his life for however long this is going to be. So yeah. Um, I'm in, I'm in the, latter, the latter camp there. Um, before we get into talking about the, the Hearts game... Um, we we're going to go around the grounds as we as we tend to do. Uh, there was five fixtures on the Saturday, what with us being the only game on the Sunday. The first of which saw Celtic batter Aberdeen by four goals to nil at Parkhead. There was a win in the Tayside derby for St Johnston, uh, a two-one success away at Tannadice against Dundee United. Uh, Hibernian continued their recent upturn in form which again coincides with today which is why I'm really quite angry, stroke sad stroke depressed uh, as they got the better of Kilmarnock who can't play away from home by two goals to nil at Easter Road uh, Livingston uh, were reduced to 10 men but it didn't really matter in the grand scheme of things as they lost 3-0 at home to Rangers um, didn't mention the Kelly Red card either and Ross County were another that went down to 10 men but again they fell behind early. Uh, as they lost 1-0 to St Mirren in Paisley. What were your thoughts with regards to the other five matches? McIver, any surprises for you? I don't have any thoughts on the Rangers and Celtic games. They're just expected. It's just standard week by week in it now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, St Mirren kind of getting back after they fell to Hibs. Um, yes, I don't... Uh, and Motherwell in midweek. Oh well. yeah, of course. I don't really know what's going to happen with Ross County there's still there's those four teams kind of at the bottom that they all just kind of seem to be swapping places every single week and I don't really know what's going to happen so I, I was convinced up until January and Ross County did their business that they were getting relegated the past week I've been convinced that Motherwell are going to get relegated before obviously they got the better of St Mirren shot corner with a new manager bounce and then lo and behold they took that momentum into playing us today so I don't have a Scooby either. I don't really care. Um, but, I, I mean, who do you think is getting relegated out of interest? Dundee United. Because, let's speak about that goal. <laughs> That's the funniest uh, yeah. goal of the season. I 
<laughs> I was I was working early this morning, which mm-hmm. is probably what oh, another factor that contributes to why I'm in a shocking mood, as I'm one of them that needs my sleep. So I don't know why I agreed to early shifts, but nonetheless, here we are. Um, I was watching it at five o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and it was genuinely screaming with laughter. That is one of the funniest goals I've ever seen. I thought, you know, I'm going to be angry about what's happened this afternoon, but that, that would irk me beyond my wildest dreams. I feel like that's what a lot of people in the heart support think we do when we pass around the back. It's just, it's it's so insane, like, the context of they've just got back in it, and you're like, right, there's 10 Great minutes Great goal from Levitt as well, they, they can push on... You know, the, the crowd, they've got the crowd on side, they're galvanised, they're in the ascendancy. Wasn't then, he, that Berrigate, oh. wasn't he, like, statistically the best keeper in the A-League or something last season? Like, there's some mental stat about that. Listen, I mean, we supposedly picked up one of the best right-back, right wing-backs in the A-League. Now I'm starting true. to think the A-League is a massive con. <laughs> Very true. But yeah, that was funny. Um, Hibs, I, I love the technicality. That have still beat ten men. <laughs> I love that we start. Um, so that's that. Yeah, um, I, I expected that purely just on how terrible Kamarnik are when they're not dreadful either at Rugby Park or Tynecastle, like the two places that they're good at. Imagine playing at two grounds, I being know. confident of of going to play at two grounds. Well, in fairness, we kind of are at the other side of the city most of the time when I'm not there, so <laughs> it's fine. fine. Fair point. Uh, but, but no real surprise. I mean, for me, I I'm slightly I'm slightly I'm slightly annoyed at myself, to be honest. Right. Because I I was on the verge of getting three correct scores mm-hmm. up until Celtic added a fourth in injury time or in the ninetieth minute for whatever like absolutely no reason whatsoever because mm-hmm. I had three 0 I picked out that St Johnston would beat Dundee United by two goals to one. That was eleven to one with the bookies. Oh. And what compounds my misery is I also had Hibernian to beat Kilmarnock two 0 at Easter Road, which was seven to one with the bookies. What a double header that could have been! <laughs> that would have been absolutely phenomenal. Did I have a penny on it? No, I did not. <sighs> and then, with that five at the way, we get to. <laughs> The highlight of the weekend! Yeah! Hartman Lothian come to town, the town being Motherwell. Robbie Nielsen makes two changes from the Scottish Cup tie. And again, another trip to Lanarkshire, where we actually won 2 0 against Hamilton Ackies. Um, Hearts were without the suspended Josh Ginelli, um, given he was sent off in the latter stages of the match away, uh, sorry, at home to Dundee United, uh, what was that, a fortnight ago? Yep. Um, and the other chain in question saw George Grant drop out for our second goal scorer away to Ackes, which was Cammy Devlin. That meant the hearts lined up as follows. It was Xander Clark in goal. Back three of, well, Fort Mob has it as Alex Cochran, Toby Civic and James Hill, but it was Stephen yeah. Kingsley, yeah. Toby Civic and James Hill. Midfield quartet of Alex Cochran, uh, Michael Smith, Robert Snodgrass and Cammy Devlin with Barry Mackay supporting Lauren Shankland and Stephen Humphreys any surprises with that team McIver because for me it was pretty much what I expected given that Ginelli was obviously missing through suspension 
it's what I expected. I had hoped for slightly differently. Um, I hoped that Grant would have kept his place because I just feel if you're not going to start George Grant against a Motherwell side that is in low in confidence, maybe not low in confidence considering their St Mirren result, but generally they're without a manager and stuff like that. It's kind of like, when is he going to start? Is it just going to be against lower league sides in the cup? Um, and just purely because it's like, well, it gives Devlin enough time to get up to full fitness that like, there's no pressure on him. Um, again, I, I would have liked to see Barry Mackay drop out the side. People may say that saying it with hindsight after watching the game, but it's not. I've been very clear that I think Barry Mackay needs time out of the team. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Because now even... In wee games, he's no turning up. Never mind in the big game. It's any game on TV. He's just not turning up. I'd, I'd just like to say turn up for a game. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you. Can I ask you something? Yes. You are an advocate of this shape, generally. A 3-4-3. Three, three, yeah, I, I don't three, mind five, it at two. all. Yeah. You, you, you like a three at the back. Would your only alteration then have been George Grant? in the hole supporting what Shankland and Humphreys yeah so I would have liked Rolls is hurt so I know that we don't have Rolls just now I know he's on the bench but he's hurt so he can't start games yet but if we don't have Rolls I personally would like a change to a four because thank I, you. I feel like thank you there's, there's one thing that we'll agree on I feel like even it's hard it depends because I feel like I'm, today as we're recording this obviously was a game where a four would have been better because who'd be your first choice centre half within that Kai Rolls AN other who is the other Toby Sebek are we al- right so who are available this the rest of this season because it would be Hal yeah of but, course but yeah of course Sebek would be my choice. It would be Rolls and Civic with Cochrane. I I wholeheartedly agree with that. I just felt immediately that ah, there's two very big, strong physical presences. That's three defenders that aren't exactly known for their aerial ability. Civic more than any of the three of them. Like that just seems Civic's just good all at everything now. Um, but generally, in a two, I feel like it's maybe better. But then you could argue, maybe it's not, because then Obika and Van Veen just go up against one of them, and if they have the beating of it, you're knackered, whereas in a three, they can change. But what we saw today was, in a three, it doesn't really work, because they get in the spaces. I... Right. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a great lover of a three at the back. I think today heightens my concerns regarding it I think for me with our personnel with the personnel available I was going to say with everybody fully fit but with the personnel available yeah. to me I would love to see us try and employ a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-3-3 I'd like a 4-2 a 4 2 3 one and a 4 3 3 is very similar in its nature but yeah hence, I'd, I'd we, like say, hence, well. hence we saying both Yeah, because I just feel as though and again, this might just be today. I, I I get this impression when I'm watching Hearts, or have done for a, for a wee while. I just feel like we're so so outnumbered in midfield. Yeah. Particularly when what when one of said midfielders is 35 year old Robert Snodgrass. <laughs> Granted, Cammy Devlin can do his dirty work, mm-hmm. but when 
<laughs> How am I best saying this? When everything is expected to go through Robert Snodgrass, nobody else, not just today, but for a wee while, has contributed for me. Because Barry Mackay has been off the boil for ages, as we've both alluded to. Those two should be our main men in a, in a conjuring sense. And when neither are at it, then we just look totally bereft of options. Am I, am I too wide of the mark, or is that... I think it's... I, I definitely get your point, and I think you've seen that whenever teams put men on Snodgrass, it massively takes away from our creativity. Without a shadow of a doubt. Partly, though, you could argue, like, yes, we know that when you put on a man, when you put a man on Snodgrass... He becomes way less effective. There's an element, though, of... I I would never say a player shouldn't keep wanting the ball because a positive is when a player isn't playing very well, slash, things aren't going it's for It's a them. sign of a top player when yeah. things aren't necessarily going accordingly, but they, they sort of block out the noise yeah. and are adamant that they want the ball in order to make things happen. Definitely. But sometimes Snodgrass does it too much and yes. players... I don't know why, it, and it and I totally understand it. Where it's like, well, listen, he's played at the top level of the game for more than a decade. I'm a young, in contrast, I'm a young guy who's just kind of we're we're building this system, and he's been very effective in it. I'm going to give him the ball, even if I feel like it's not been working. I do understand that, but I wish there was times. Sibic did it twice today, where Snodgrass was shouting for it, and Sibic just went no and drove forward. And we created two half chances out of it. It was like immediately, oh, that's it. And Sibic's spoken about that in press conferences where he used to play right back slash the right-sided side of a back three and he's been given licence to go. He's good at that. Snodgrass is very good at running games. You saw it in the first 10 minutes. We just were all over them. And Snodgrass was a massive part of that. But immediately, Kettlewell just went, right, man on him. I, I, I apologise, I can't remember who it was. But it did just isolate us, and then was yeah, Sean Goss potentially. Or one of the two. It was. I think. I think it might have been Cornelius. I remember Cornelius tackling Snodgrass a couple of times. But then that means right, Barry Mackay, you need to step up, and whenever you get the ball, you need to push forward. But unfortunately, it limits it unless you have overlapping wing backs, and if the wing backs don't overlap every single time, it creates a bit of a double up for whoever the wide player is on that side. I, I know this is easy now to say in hindsight, but George Grant, I thought, was pretty good at Aki's, if I'm honest. Cammy Devlin obviously comes off the bench at Aki's, gets his goal. So you've got two players there to accompany Snodgrass that are arguably, well, they are pushing for a place for, for inclusion for this game. I look at the back three in particular, and I think Toby Civic has been head and shoulders our best of said three for weeks mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that he and both James Hill are right footed so you've got a little bit of an imbalance if you were to play a back four but for Stephen Kingsley to keep his place recently I don't see it again in an, in an offensive sense Barry Mackay keeping his place I don't see it I feel like for Robbie, there are some names on the team sheet that regardless of form are selected and I don't know what he's been watching recently for the likes of Kingsley and Mackay 
to keep their places. I no, I understand. That's just that, that's just two off the top of my head. I mean, I could go further in depth, but they're they're the primary two for me at the minute. With Mackay, I understand the justification. I don't agree with it, but I understand the justification. Because you're hoping that he has a moment in him. Yeah, and underlying stats back that up. The eye Mackay, test. But we, we, but we've not seen we've not seen a moment from Barry Mackay since his winner at McDermott Park. Well, you could argue he was, did get two assists in the Dundee United win that meant we won the game. If we were to break it down, his first assist was a deflected cross that is yeah, Shanklin's true. doing, and, yeah. and he's lucky to get the shot away. The second is a great weighted ball for Cochrane. I'll give you, but I mean, prior, so what? We've had Dundee United yeah. last week. I agree, Jen. So, 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 Tayside teams. Yeah. That was December. Yeah. That was something like the 28th of December. Yeah, it was something like that. We're going into the 20s in February next tomorrow when this is out. Yeah. Um, I, so, as I say, I understand why Robbie will go. Listen, I'm going to keep persevering with him because even if he doesn't do anything for 89 minutes, there's a chance that in one minute he'll do something that'll win us the game. I get that. I just don't think we're in a position... I don't think any team in this division is in a position to afford such a luxury player. I can understand it. I can go, yeah, listen, if you want to do that, then fine. But what that means is you have to ensure everybody else is operating at an even higher level to facilitate someone who's not going to do a lot. And I just feel... I think it will benefit Mackay. I think it will be a benefit to him if he comes out and then it allows the pressure off him because he might... Listen, I'm not going to say... I also think it would be a benefit to Alan Forrest. I think Alan Forrest needs every games. I, I, don't, I don't think it's fair that fans have ultimately made their mind up on the guy for having got so much action at the start of the season. Then Josh Janelli's come on leaps and bounds. Barry Mackay's still somehow kept his place in the team, but Forrest has only really come off the bench in cameos. So how... How can you judge Alan Forrest off of that? I, I will say, I, Forrest hasn't hit the heights I thought he would, right? I don't think he's been as bad as some people have said, but I also don't think no. he... I've seen some people online and kind of online being like, oh, he's actually been pretty good. I'm like, I think he's been fine. But today... I think he's, I think he's been how the signing was initially received, really. Potentially, yeah, maybe. That's a where, good it's like, where it's like low risk... What was it? A two-year deal or something they signed? Yeah, I can't mind. He's come from Livy. Decent squad option. Yeah. Uh, and ultimately, he's proved nothing more than that. But you're not trying to tell me that Barry Mackay deserves to keep his place, given Alan Forrest hasn't had a sufficient chance. We also do have Garang, who can who is like here for three more months or something like that. And we've got Gary Mackay Stephen as well to come back from injury when he no. eventually comes back from injury. Garang, Oda, and Forrest are the three that are in the potential opportunity position. That's what it is. But listen, I just personally think it will benefit Mackay to have some time at the team, especially because it's like mentally he'll know he's like, oh shit, I'm not performing great, but let's keep going. Maybe it's exactly what happened with Sibic. Like Sibic got taken out of the team for a period of time. And it was like, right, listen, it's not going well, mate. Don't worry, you'll get brought out of the team. But then, when he got reintroduced, he then became He's the Toby Civic that we've seen. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah that's a good point. I, I, I'm just, I didn't mean to necessarily go in on those two players specifically, but no, I saw, of course, I know what you mean. I saw a tweet today where Mackay and Kingsley had been drafted into the Scotland squad. Yeah. 
for the for the Ukraine game. I'm starting to wonder if they've been left in Poland or wherever they are. I said this, Kingsley's been cloned. We got a different Kingsley that came back. I, I actually just forgot Mackay was included in that. So maybe he's also been cloned as well. I actually thought we started the game really well. The first 10 minutes, we were really dominant and, critically, we were moving the ball pretty fast as well. That was good and we were controlled and it was the way in the three that I like it. We were keeping it with the centre-halves and Snodgrass and pinging it about there and then we'd get it out wide and then play in behind and push forward. And then, as expected, I guess you could argue, the home team then came into it a bit after a shaky start. And then from then, it was like, oh... We never got back in it. Nothing's happening here. No. No. Let's let, let's talk about that start because I, I watched the highlights back. Um, and I messaged you before we came on to record that it's bad <laughs> when Hearts TV are that desperate to extend the highlights package out that they chuck in two free kicks from Motherwell, uh, both of which they're then called later for offside. Um, so good bit of time wasting there from the Hearts TV team you've got to love it dragging out that video package I respect it um, in order to enhance somebody's portfolio so good work um, 10 minutes <laughs> they, they adjudge the first highlight to arrive Callum Butcher tries his luck from a corner but that swings high and wide into the stand um, we would then actually have our first quote unquote opportunity after 20 minutes if I know what um, this, if I can guess what this is it is an opportunity that is very poorly executed. Fire away. What is, what is your guess? Is it the Humphreys shot that Robert Bothwick kindly says goes over the bar and then you see the behind angle and it nearly goes into the <laughs> corner Yes, that was said opportunity after Michael Smith advanced forward, cut back from him. Uh, 31 minutes is our best chance and uh, to me... This is one of those instances where, albeit it's still nil-nil, they've not yet scored, they've still got plenty of time, you know, just under an hour to go. But it's these type of chances that you think that could ultimately come back to bite yeah, it us. Change, it could change the game completely. And it does. Robert Snodgrass intercepts from Dean Cornelius, dikes a lovely ball, in fairness, to the back stick. But Lauren Shanklin can only head against the post. Unlucky. But for me, that was about all that Robert Snodgrass did. Um, it's weird. The game literally happened earlier this afternoon, but I, I kind of don't have many memories of it. I think I'm just no. in a haze of like, oh, that was terrible. I, Let's forget about that immediately. I, I, I was wanting to come in here very prepared, you know, a barrel load of notes, like chance after chance after chance. Watch the highlights back, and I was like, I actually sat... Like, I came in from work... Decided to patch a nap to stay up for that. Um, and I've watched the highlights back again since. And I still don't know what the hell that was. On your point on you think that was all Snodgrass did. I can't think of him doing much more. Um, I'm pretty sure he was his usual no, self. Tell a lie. I remember in the second half he took a corner off Alan Forrest. Shoved him off the corners and then proceeded to take one of the worst corner kicks I've ever seen in my entire existence. In fairness, that was Forrest took one corner and I think it was the worst corner of the game. And it was terrible. Yeah. But that's my point. Like, Snodgrass clearly wasn't up to scratch today. And we're dependent on a 35-year-old to carve out chances. Albeit he is a top player. He's been first class since he's arrived. For the most part. 
a couple performances recently have been sketchy, but how how can Hearts be in the predicament where we're relying on him to be the one to conjure and create? I don't think it's a predicament. I think it's a tactic that in recent weeks has been found out. Because when I he think, first I think came it is in, a predicament, mate. I do. I don't think it's a predicament because a predicament suggests we have no alternative. Whereas I think we do. I think we have Grant. Ex- he can come in. saying a predicament. Well, George George Grant isn't given the chance in this game. But that's well, that's that's probably his best performance in a heart shirt was at Hamilton, mm-hmm. and he drops him. Which again goes back to my point. Why not go four three three or something? They're up against the back three anyway, so get down the wide areas. Then we've got more space in the middle to work with for the likes of Shankland. Granted, of course, Josh Janelli is a big miss. I'm not disputing that. I, want to get I, to I that. think to, I think today was it was crystal clear just how much yeah, we missed. Let's Josh speak. Ginelli. Let's speak about that now because listen. Gino splits opinion, which I think is putting it he nicely. Does. He does. I think that's saying for he, he did. He did last season even more. Yes, so. absolutely. This season has been Gino's best season with us, undoubtedly. Fully agree. Just before we came on to record, I just saw Craig Fowler, who was reporting at the game today, spoke to a Motherwell player after the game, and the first thing said Motherwell player said was, "Use Miss Ginelli." So that was clearly part of the game plan. Kettlewell knew that Gino wasn't going to be playing. And we're speaking here about predicaments and isolated individuals. What Gino offers you is something different. So Gino, when he starts, has been the number nine. And his sole job has been told, play on the shoulder, get in behind with your pace. Either A, that works, and we've seen Gino get a lot of joy out of that, either himself or it allows others to get brought into play. Or B, it doesn't work, and you go, right, okay, this isn't working, so we change, move him out wide, either get Humphreys on, or if Humphreys has started, move Humphreys into the centre, move Shankland into the centre, move Gino in behind the 10, and you can switch it up that way. When, today, when we didn't have Gino, it was, if Humphreys and Shankland isn't working together, there's nothing else that we can <laughs> We're do. We're done. Yeah, yeah, we don't know what to do. So I think, in a week, if you want to take any positives to for today I think there's one that we'll get to we haven't mentioned them yet but we'll get to them um, what that strengthens Josh Ginelli's case for starting the team but the other positive is that we can go right look look how valuable Gino is to this side yeah I, I again I was I was thinking there if, going 4-3-3 again that would be harsh and dropping Humphreys so would you then just keep it simple and go 4-4-2 I I don't know. I, I, I feel like that's one to get back to the drawing board with because, to me, this just with the current setup, the way that it was today, it was apparent that it wasn't working after 10 minutes. The first 10 minutes, yeah, granted, but I, I was travelling back from work. I didn't see any of that. I, I literally just came in and <laughs> sat, sat myself down and was like, this is You just saw up. all the shine. Just all the dross. I was like, I should have gone to sleep. I was thinking, like... I don't know. It just if the if the home side are then in the ascendancy and they're trying to get back into the game, to then not change that is barking. In my opinion, it's <laughs> don't give me that thumbs up. <laughs> it's just like, and this it, is kind of a summing up point, so it's not really good here. But it's just it's one of those games where you go right categorically this doesn't work 
is this a case of it doesn't work in general against said opponent in said or... opponent away from home generally does it not work because of personnel that's not up for us that uh, to decide that's up to Robbie he's coached the team and the players <laughs> we don't get paid any money yeah. to make these decisions exactly so that's why I'm actually really intrigued for the St Johnston game to see if we go do we just is it because we're at home so generally this system has worked at home in terms of wins so we do that is it that no Robbie wants to try something else so you go right we're at home it's the best time to do it we're against a team that aren't in great form I know they just beat Dundee United but generally St Johnston aren't in great form so that's what's going to be interesting we should have unless there was an injury picked up today that hasn't been publicised we'll have everybody back that we can do we won't have Boyce, Benny, GMS, Halkett, etc. But in terms of short term, Shanklin's back as he was today. Gino's back as he wasn't today. Cochran, Rolls. Kingsley. Rolls will most likely be back due to it being a toe injury that he got onto the bench. There's now two weeks until the next game. You'd like to think that he's alright. It's like, right. <laughs> You'd like fit. to think he's alright, but no in hearts. Yeah. I mean, he'll be, he'll be back in two weeks. Exactly. And then, lo and behold, that'll get knocked back. Oh, what are we? Oh, yeah, we're into March. He'll yeah, be back late April by the time he's back. Oh, look at that! Yeah, the start of next season, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> oh, oh, we haven't had one of these therapy sessions in a while. I've, I've somewhat <laughs> missed it. <laughs> so I'm really angry. I, I couldn't tell. Let's talk about the remainder of that first half because, yeah. like I say, from 10 minutes onwards, it really was a big steaming pile of shite. Um, 36 minutes, Cammy Devlin's deflected effort would trickle wide. Again, that was about all he That made me, so, that made me laugh so much because he turns and he like shakes his fist and like a, yeah, I did it! And it's like, no, Cammy, you shouldn't have shot. You're Cammy Devlin. Smith was available. Give it to him. I know. And yet he's got acres of space as well when he first receives the ball. Devlin was absolutely abysmal today. Wow. He was... Says, says Cammy Devlin's biggest fan. And if I'm, if I'm saying it, you know it's then true. You know it, but yeah. Fuck me, my dad messaged me 20 minutes in going, did he sign for Motherwell before the game? Like, what's happening? As, as was reflected in being hooked at half-time for George Grant, who he arguably shouldn't have been dropped for. Yeah, nice just one. everything he did was bad. I don't remember any positives, apart from this shot that deflected wide. And again, well, that is I mean, that <laughs> is the epitome of clutching at straws, yeah. if ever I've heard it. Uh, two minutes later, however, a soup. Herb stop from Xander Clark denies Sean Goss. He's the I've one positive I'm speaking about. You've stolen my thunder here because yeah. I've seen a lot of Hearts fans say not a single player deserves pass marks. Rest assured, Xander Clark deserves pass marks. He got an eight in the evening news. <laughs> God Almighty! I mean, that's I, I, I think that's harsh. Yeah, <laughs> I really, I really do. There was about I'm four at, saves that were I'm outstanding. Thinking, I'm thinking back to our summer window and granted he signed as a free agent so he might get that little bit of a technicality. Xander Clark 
No, I can't say that when Lauren Shanklin's bagged 20 goals. But and Cochrane's for, been amazing for 90% I, of this season. Yeah, but we, we knew about Cochrane. Okay, so bar those two, <laughs> yeah. Xander Clark has yeah. undoubtedly been our <laughs> signing of the summer. Yeah, he's been fantastic. It's It was the worry. The worry yeah. every Hearts fan had, if you ask them ahead of the season, was... Oh yeah, it's going well. We've we've got a striker. We've got left backs who was really good the season before. He's now we here. Managed permanently. to recruit in positions that we yeah. need, albeit right back still a bit dodgy. But other than that, we're fine, except the fact that if Gordon goes out for any bust, of the time, yeah, we're fucked. Um, and then Clark came in. There was that aspect of he was barely playing, understandably, because Gordon was in goals. And then, well, he wasn't. It was still. It was obviously still without a club as well for what? Yeah, of a course. Good, a good two, three months. Yeah, definitely. And then it was like, right, Gordon's out for the season. Clark. It, we've now went from oh, what happens if Zana Clark has to play a couple of games without confidence? To you are now the number one for the remainder yeah. of this season. And he, he almost couldn't have done better. Physically, he could have if he had kept a clean sheet in every single game. But. There's almost he's, he's top class. Almost no goals I can think of that were directly his fault. I genuinely can't think of any off the top of my head. I may be wrong. Someone might point to him and I'll go, oh yeah, of course. But even in the Rangers game when we got bodied, I don't remember him being at fault for any of them. The St Mirren deflected free kick, it's because it takes a massive deflection so it goes to the other side. Well, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, you've got... I don't think either of the two today is at fault for it, especially the second because it deflects no. off the post, and you can tell he doesn't know where the ball is. You can just I, tell. I, I think I think even more so for the first, if I'm honest. Yeah. that's just because John Obika literally cannot miss. Yeah, from, I mean, if we talk about that from the the save that he makes from Goss, which was a stunner. Yep. The resulting corner, they then take the lead. Humphreys heads as far as the aforementioned Goss on the edge of the box. His effort is diverted home inside the six-yard box by who else, Daniel McIver? Yeah, yeah. John fucking Obika. Yeah. I thought we'd seen the last of this loser when he followed Stephen Robinson down south. <laughs> I just knew, as soon as it was like, oh this, yeah, oh. Obika plays for them. Right, he's going to score the day. Um, why Why did Why did no Hearts fan, at least from my knowledge, if, if you've got a bet slip out there, feel free to tweet us with it. Why did nobody leap on that when they saw that Abika was lining up? I know. Because it, it must be his first game against us since that night. I don't know, actually. Potentially. Was he there when we beat them 3 2 at home? I have no idea. Um, listen, he's, so. very, he's very effective. Obika, he knows his strengths and he very much plays to them um, you saw it today it, it's very much just like an instinctive striker, It's he realises Hill is a wee bit further behind everybody else, so goes right I'm going to hit that space but peels off the marker so easily yeah, there's nobody course, there yeah. he's in the 6 yard box I think though that's because I, I, I haven't seen it back, I can't remember who it is that's marking him but I, I guess, want to say it's Cochrane, but I'm not 100%. It potentially, considering it's that side of the... Like, which, that which, side. Which, again, is a mismatch. Yeah. I love absolutely. Alex Cochrane to bits. He's up for a scrap more than any Hearts player <laughs> I can remember in a good few years. Yeah. But look at the size of the guy. Look at the size of a beaker. Yeah. Um, it makes no sense. And Sorry, McIver. It feels like every goal that we concede these days is either... Individual brilliance by our opponents, 
or from a set piece. Yeah, we just. And again, this is another one. We just do concede. What is going on? All the time. Uh, I assume the reason that there's no one near him is because they've pushed out to try and remain. Maybe. To to, to try and get everybody to be offside, but Hill doesn't push out quick enough. Uh, Again, not enough pressure on the ball for from yeah. for Goss to strike pretty cleanly. Like, yeah, stop the cross. <laughs> and then it was half time, and I was sat going. Uh, no, hold on a second. Again, like again, we're appealing for offside. <laughs> I can understand why I it's don't tight. Know. Like it's on. on. He's on. He's on. He's on definitely. But I can understand but, in that moment, players are like, so, "What? Uh, it's classic hearts. Focus. Like mark up." Leave one of two centre forwards unmarked in the six yard box to just get any form of contact on it. Again. And it's past Clark in a flash. I'd need to see it again. I don't know if the thing is is that, right, the balls went out in a second phase, so we need to push out. And if James Hill takes a step quicker, we've done that successfully. Two more points before we before we come into half. You were worried we won the go to stretch this to an uh, yeah, hour. No, we're it, nearly but there. But, but then I realised I can rant and rave for Britain. Um, <laughs> Ian Crocker then dropped a wind up bit of power. Oh, see, I watched in, this uh, on Hearts TV. I didn't in, watch in it on the, Sky. In the commentary, Ian Crocker said Hearts have recovered thirteen points from losing positions. Wow! Only only Rangers can better that this season. That's mad. That was on forty-two minutes. Me having watched twenty minutes of this dross and thinking we have been absolutely murder. But there was to be a chance. Oh just yeah, there was. time there was. We very nearly pulled level when Stephen Kingsley, <laughs> who I've been criticising for most of, if not all of this episode. Hits a free kick off the bar. It then just dips into the stand behind the goal. Finally, he's fucking taking free kicks again. This is the <laughs> thing I'm annoyed at. See, as soon as we got in that position, I was shouting because I saw Barry Mackay and Robert Snodgrass be near it. And I really appreciated that Kingsley would just held the ball and was like, I dare what he listened to you. You could see Snodgrass and Mackay try and give him tips. And he was like, go away. I'm putting this on the ground because it's an absolute joke. I've no been taking these. And then he nearly scores. He hits the bar and it's like, all season... Why is he not been doing that? I know he missed, but still. This is one of those like hypothetical questions, but like, can you remember? So, can you remember a time when somebody just goes over to grab the ball and is adamant that the set piece that they're about to take is theirs and nobody but theirs? Because for me, the the only other one that comes to mind, and he's even since spoken about this in interviews about it. Is Craig Beatty in the 2012 semi? Yeah. <laughs> Zaliukas sort of shows a bit of interest. Craig Beatty says he's got the, the ball under his arm, just pushes an, an arm out and says, Do not fucking speak to me. I can think of one, but it's more subtle. It's not like that. And funnily enough, it's the game after that in the cup oh. final. There's like a stramash when Kujabi's getting sent off and really sneakily Granger just goes and takes the ball and kind of quietly just walks over to the spot independently of it. Everybody's like congratulating Suso for getting the pen and he's aware. <laughs> Stephen Elliott moves over to him and they're all just celebrating yeah. the episode out of 10. Granger just quietly is like, I'm having this. And by the time everything's set up, I think every Hearts player who could have taken it was like, Right, where's the ball? And Granger's already put it down and he's like ready to stand. He's like, alright, okay, I guess Danny's taking it. 
And it worked. Well in Danny Granger. Oh, maybe that's maybe that's one for the listeners because they'll have they'll have an abundance of answers. Yeah. yeah. Any other times where Hearts players or others, but Paul Hartley will have done it a hundred times. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. But but any that come to mind, feel free to let us know. Yeah. Half time, one 0 down. Changes to be made. What what were your thoughts? Yeah, I was like, take. I would have taken off Humphreys, Mackay, and Devlin as a three. Um, oh, I mean, Robbie then later made a, a triple change. Yeah, he did. Um, Humphreys not as much for his performance in terms of like you were as say, bad. It, I didn't. Yeah, mean he only that. really had that one chance. Yeah, that's that's not what I mean. What I mean is, is just I was like, right, I don't think this is working, so let's change the system. Humphreys, you're probably going to have to be sacrificed for that. I'd rather keep Shankland on. Um, and go, what, three up with two in support of Shankland? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that didn't happen. Grant came on, no. but generally... And this is the thing, right? I, d- I don't know what happened. And apart from the goal, immediately, did anything of worth happen apart from the mix-up with the subs? That's what I was really going to say. So, of course, Hearts are one 0 down at half time. We are looking to get back into the match. Um, <laughs> the second forty-five kicks off. Big, big I team mean, talk at half time. Go yeah, right, lads. It. Focus for five minutes. Keep the heat. Get, ne- get the next goal. We're yeah. right back in this. We're in the ascendancy. Two thousand four hundred jambos pushing us on, and that goes out the window after seventeen seconds. <laughs> A long ball is played up to John Abika. <laughs> who bullies James Hill before it's played out to get Van Veen out wide. His cross is glanced on by Blair Spittle, heads against the post, <laughs> bounces on the rebound, and Motherwell are two to the good inside 46 minutes. And that is effectively that. I take it back. This game's class. This is funny as fuck, man. Um, my favourite part of all of this was the fact that it was completely irrelevant if Motherwell scored from this chance because if they didn't Stephen Kingsley sent off and they get a penalty because he just dump yeah. tackles somebody I don't know who it is but just in his attempt to stop it as it comes back and goes Kingsley just goes I'm just going to grab onto this guy and drag him to the ground that's the point who was that it wasn't it wasn't Bigger Beak at the back it was a Goss maybe I think it was Sean Goss somebody, somebody that was lurking yeah because he looked like quite a wee guy is Sean Goss quite wee uh. Yeah, maybe it was me, Max Johnston, who, again, I mean, I said this to Dad as well, just to depress you, I mean, you remember, obviously, Alan Johnston played for Hearts, that's his son, um, so just adding to the depression here. See when, because as I say, I watched it on Hearts TV, so see when Rob, on commentary, said, that's the son of Alan Johnston, I like had to stop and was like, what do you mean that's the son of <laughs> That's mental. That is mental. We're we're kicking on, mate. I mean, we've seen Andy Andy Kirk's boy come on and yeah. you know grab a, an appearance. Gary O'Connor's wee lad. He's now getting into the Josh, team. little Josh. Terrifying. Worrying, worrying times. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of other chances, Lauren Shanklin blazed over. After receiving from Cochrane. I felt really bad for Shankland because I feel like everything he did. The frustration this, was evident yeah, on his face. I felt bad. Nothing for him. was coming off. Again, like e- even the chance. I mean, Cornelius has one that's that's deflected wide, but the big one for me is Mackay's corner, which is headed on by Hill, 
and to- eventually finds Toby Simic at the back stick. Yeah. Kelly gathers and you just see Shanklin just he sort of looks up to the heavens as if to say it's not it, like it's not it's not happening for us today. Yeah, it was at that moment I literally went, Ah, it's not a day to day. Right. In in recent weeks that, that bundles in. Yeah, and that's still with, you know, like half an hour on yeah. the clock. You know, we've got over half an hour to get one at least. Yeah. Ho- hopefully a second, potentially a third. Yeah, no, no, not happening for us. But again, the Max Johnston chance is the big one, a big let off for us. Where again, I mean, put it this way: had we scored from that corner and then Max Johnston missed this sitter, you'd think. But again, again, sums up Kingsley's afternoon because he clears virtually straight to him and he's sort of on the penalty spot, albeit he's a little bit over and somehow slides it wide. And given his goal in midweek, I mean, I how he went from that to that is, is beyond me. The changes come on, Nathaniel Atkinson blazes over the bar, doesn't do a great deal. Atkinson was fucking awful when he came on I thought every sub was poor that's maybe harsh on George Grant I thought Grant just didn't get as involved and I hoped he would be um, but again like like what what do you really expect yeah, him to do yeah I know exactly had, had, had he started alongside potentially well definitely Snodgrass and maybe Devlin as well we might have seen more from George Grant but yeah um, it's not. It's not really his game with, with a forty-five minute cameo at Motherwell. But that those three subs, particularly when it get off, gets off to such a shite start aye, as well. Exactly. Um, Garang, Atkinson, and Forrest. I thought all of them were really poor when they came on. Atkinson, I think the first three things he did was pass the ball at a play, lose the ball, and then fire well over. And it was like, what are you doing? Forrest came on and buzzed about and I think immediately started misplacing passes Garang unbelievably <laughs> won a header against somebody and I was so shocked at it but then again he couldn't really get his foot on the ball he was misplacing passes he seems like a bit of a wido Garang Kjol I'm a fan he seemed, he seemed, yeah he seemed like he was going to be start, started on a couple of them man. I'm a fan of it get go on yourself doubt, wee man oh, if, in, if in doubt take some bodies wee man yeah exactly um, talking about George Grant he'd smash one after Shanklin chest down decent stop by Liam Kelly um, who's equal to it there was a weak effort from Alex Cochran which is gathered by the Motherwell goalie and then 87 minutes just summed up the entire (laughs) afternoon Yutaro Oda just can't get a shot away lovely build up the only decent move in the final third all afternoon tidy little back heel from Shankland and he just seems to take one touch too many doesn't get it out of his feet and that again like I say basically summed up the afternoon McIver aye no hard day basically poor at the office all that nobody really turned up that was a big thing I said it on Twitter it was like listen yeah I don't think the tactics were right in terms of the three up against a motherwell side who were going to be playing the way they were going to be playing but a huge aspect of it was I just didn't feel like anybody turned up the day apart from Xander Clark. I feel like this. Oh, look, performances haven't been great recently, right? But as long as you're getting results, we've also went really ten unbeaten. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nobody really cares regarding the results, but to me today, this just felt like we've ran out of paper for cracks. In terms of performance, I I can't think of a performance where start to finish we've been shit hot for a wee while true I was it was interesting because I was speaking about this uh, earlier today 
I don't think outside the Rangers and Celtic, many teams play well for ninety minutes. Oh, I, I mean, if if we're the best of the rest and we can't conjure it up, then there's absolutely no chance that the remaining also, nine teams in the league can. It no depends way. what you clarify, because I think we played well against Aberdeen for 90 minutes. I don't think we played great, but I think we played well. We were in control for most of that game, but on like we a 10 minutes We played well for spell. 45, and then because, but this, again, like this is because the game's done. Exactly, yeah. So you just kind of go, right, Then okay. understandably tails off. Yeah. So there's been games where we've kind of controlled it, and, and I get where fans go, but that's not good enough. And it's like, okay, fine. But I'd much rather have a controlling game. And I feel like against Aberdeen we did that. I know we only beat St Mirren 1-0, but I still felt a lot of that game we were in control. There was moments where we definitely weren't. But generally... I still like, feel like there were glimpses from St Mirren, though. I don't think they were... Like, they were still firmly in the game. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, I, I definitely take the point where it's like, listen, performances haven't been good enough. And that... I feel like that's just like objectively true. I feel like that's it. I think it's more just about how much emphasis do you put on that. And Anthony Brown said the start today, it's like, that's our first loss against a non-old firm side since October. It gives you that bit of perspective. And also, I, I put it on Twitter, this time last year, we were a point better off. We were on 43 points after game week 26. We are on 42 really? points after game week 26. Game week 26 last season, we got beat 2-1 at home against the side that would get relegated, Dundee. Game week 26 here, we get beat 2-0 away from home against a side that is within a relegation situation. And Interesting. What a, that, a little February meltdown yeah. seems to be an annual an annual occurrence. Now. Exactly. That's good. I'll, I'll, I'll keep that in mind for next year. And that... So we were a point better off last year... And that was without the massive injury crisis we had at the start of the season and eight European fixtures. So, the thing I think is the problem is that at this time last year, we were 10 points clear in third. This time, we're five points clear in third. So that is making people a wee bit more worried. I remember last year where it was, oh, God's sake, got beat off Dundee, this is a nightmare. But don't worry, we're 10 points clear. Now it's, got beat off Motherwell, this is a nightmare. Oh, shit, we're only five points clear. So, of a hip side that we've been berating all season. Like this, to me, this this is the biggest ready no, that's ever occurred. But, I know what you're going to say, because the next three fixtures are away to Livingston and they play both the old firms. So I think they'll get a result at Livingston, right? But so die. You have to imagine they'll get beat off both sides of the old firm. We've played the old firm more yeah. than most sides have. I think Hibs will get three points out, out that nine. I think that's fair. Yeah, I, I would probably say that. Um, but also, I've always said this I don't think this Hibs team is as bad as so many people were saying I think they were oh, in no. a bit of a tailspin no, not at all um, not at all and that's the thing you just need a bit of perspective today was fucking awful right absolutely yeah. abysmal I don't know what it is about us going to Fur Park got beat 2-0 twice in the last two seasons there and both of them have been some of the worst performances Nielsen's had but yeah that's a good point you get to just go right listen we've got a very good game next to make it right and hopefully we do so. Told you, I'd, I told you, I'd remain on the positive train. I know. Yeah, well done. You put a little positive spin on. A that. big part of that was me finding out that stat where it was like we're only a point worse off than where we were after twenty six games, and we've played eight extra games and had an injury crisis. 
That's good. I, I feel less like drowning myself now, so that's a result. Um, we've ended that on a positive spin. There's no game to preview next week, no. thank the Lord. So I don't know what's going to happen. We might try and get somebody on. We'll do something. Chat about the season so far. Yeah. There's a certain someone who keeps making comments uh, about coming on. So begging, maybe begging appearances. Maybe just just let him ramble appearance. for an hour. <laughs> make an let's just hand over to him and just yeah. let him just chat away. Yeah. But before we go, MacIver, we're gonna put a light hard spin again on proceedings. No, because I'm the way my footballing weekend's been, considering both my English side oh, and my, my Scottish God. side, I'm gonna get zero a five here. Right? I this is gonna be terrible. Two two, bleh, two two nil defeats. Yep. Not good. Yeah, not good at not all. Good. But a cup final next week and Hearts well, I was gonna say Hearts Hearts can't ruin the weekend even though Newcastle might. True. Newcastle might. Loris Carius, I believe in you, you big handsome bastard. Come on. I know they could have done with signing Xander Clark. Yep, exactly. Right. <laughs> or Mark Gillespie, we've got him as an option. I know she just said that much in the game. Yeah. Oh my god, what a man. Some laugh. Two standard questions, true or false, multiple choice, who am I? Right. Again, drafted in the early hours of this morning, so it could be total rubbish. I've been on a run. Here we go. Two I've got two back to back. Can I make it three? The who am I? Yeah. Oh you bastard. Oh no, I'm worried that you're gonna Let's oh, see. Let's you're see. gonna you're gonna isolate questions and you're gonna find the answers <laughs> and this isn't gonna be You fun. pulled it right. in the bag out of nowhere last uh, week, so I know oh, that then. was remarkable. And then I see everybody slate me saying that they got Scott's head and all the systems. Keith was up my arse last yep. week. Give me a break. Right. First question, Daniel McIver, is who scored Motherwell's goals when Hearts edged past the Steelmen 3-2 with 10 men in November? I don't know any Motherwell players. I know it wasn't Van Veen because he scored but it was offside. Eh. Uh, okay. Who are some Motherwell players? Niskanen co- and Slattery. <laughs> I'll give you... Niskanen plays for Dundee United for a start. <laughs> I'll give you a clue today. What One of them scored today as well. Oh, who scored their second? I don't know. <laughs> I just spoke about it. I know, but I can't remember. Did you say the name Blair Spittle? Yes. Is that it? Right, there's one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. And, and the other uh, is now back at their parent club, having been on loan. Ah, oh, I don't know. I keep trying to say Slattery, but he's not. He's there. Yo. He plays for them. Uh, he's back. So he's back at whoever he's, the club was. Yes, down south. Oh, I don't know. Callum Wilson. Because <laughs> he's in my heat. Louis Volt is the correct answer. Oh, wasn't um, that like he's only got it as a penalty? Yeah. yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that. I'll take the point. Thank you very much. Uh, Sceptical. Yeah. Um, the second question, true or false, oh, Kevin Van Veen has never scored against Hearts for Motherwell. False. It is true. He's never scored. I thought, yes, yeah, he scored one in his first five games. He scored in the League Cup against us. Because I remember doing that as a start for did a question it? that I did as well. <laughs> yeah. oh, Hold God. on. I'm oh, finding God. this out. We need some clarification now. I swear, I, I might be I wrong. I don't think he had. I might be wrong, but let's see. 
transfer marked. You've never let me down oh, as no. of yet. Right. Stats. Have I just have I just Judith myself? Record or? against. Oh no. Oh, there's eight fucking pages of this. Hearts played Oh no he got an assist. You're right. Yes! You're correct. <laughs> Woo! I've worked out what the one was. It was one win. And that was today. Oh, Lord. You're there fine. You You're fine. Ooh. I was going to say one from two, but it's not really. It's not. It's um, zero from two. Let's just keep going. <laughs> Question number three. Can you name the three players sent off in Saturday's Scottish Premiership fixtures? No. <laughs> <laughs> nice because, <laughs> because I'll be honest I thought there was only one so <laughs> who said one Vassell for Killy is is one right yes right fuck me do you want me to give you the teams the that team? would be lovely because I didn't know there was any others Livingston and Ross County oh I know the Livingston one but I don't know the Ross County one Omiyonga Livingston correct yeah he got a double yellow the second year Ross County one was right at the end <sighs> who are was Ross County players was excellent against us at Tynecastle first day of the season Yakave Awura Edwards oh, I didn't know who he was no so your multiple choice right the Scottish League Cup final and English League Cup final containing your beloved Newcastle yep. takes place next weekend but how many clubs have won the League Cup since Hearts last won it. Is it A, 11? Fuck me, man. B, 12? C, 13? Or D, 14? Right, so 11 to 14. Two of them yes. are Celtic and Rangers. Hibs have won yes. it. St Mirren have yes. won it. Yes. That's four. <laughs> right. So, have... Wait seven. till you see some of the dross that have won it since we last won it. So, have either seven... Or 11 other teams... No, or 10 other teams won it on top of those four. Yes. I'm going to say... Bear in mind, we've been without it for a long time. I know we have. (laughs) I'm going to say 12 teams have won it. (laughs) I was one off either way, evidently. Is it 13? That's just 13. Ah, okay. Who who are they? So you've got Ross County in 2015-16. Didn't know that. Wraith Rovers in 94-95. Ross County beat Hibs in the final. Do you not remember it? No. Alex Schalk, late winner. You you have to remember, only last season did I start paying attention to the rest of Scottish football. So (laughs) anything prior to 2019, I decade anything. Actually, there's a good couple of these against Hibs, which is quite funny. So Ross County in 2015-16, Wraith Rovers in 94-95. Livingston in 2003-04 also against Hibs St Mirren in 2012-13 let's move on yeah. uh, St Johnston in 2020-21 oh of course fuck me Partick Thistle in 71-72 no. Kelly in 2011-12 they beat Celtic in the final Dundee United have won it twice Dundee in 73-74 Hibs have won it three times Aberdeen five times and as you rightly said both the old firm fair play to all those Wonderful lads. Diddy clubs. <laughs> we're never going to win it again, so it's fine. No, we're not. Tend off, MacIver. Right. I, you need this. You need this big time. No, it's fine. But we both need to go and get a donut. You've had a couple, and I'm due one. <laughs> this is the only consolation that I can take if you don't get this. Yeah. 
but uh, something tells me that he will. Be It'd be funny if I got this and uh, didn't get in. FYI, oh yeah, I'll be spewed. Right. But I'm going to get this man's Wikipedia up as I type. Yep. Here we go. Bolton Wanderers and Newcastle United were supposedly interested in me before I decided upon a move to Gorgie, having, pre- having previously played in Ghana, Libya, Saudi Arabia, <laughs> Israel, and Russia. Having initially joined the Jambos on loan, I would later sign a three-year deal, but would only score 11 goals in 80 games for Hearts. My older brother played in goal for our country in all four matches of a World Cup, and my son is a player having broken through at the same club as I did. Who am I? Jesus Christ. <laughs> right. I've got a name in my head, but... Okay, talk to me. I don't think it's right. My, my brains went to Larry Kingston, because right. you're in that kit, and I think Larry Kingston played in that kit, and you mentioned Ghana. But... That's, okay. I, I'm not just going to be mental and Adam Kennedy and just say a name. <laughs> so, can I please have the years in which he played for us? You can, McIver. So, this man <laughs> joined Hearts on the 25th of January 2007 on an initial six-month loan deal. It could be Larry Kings. And was released... Uh, yeah it must have been the summer of 2010 then right hmm I don't think Larry Kingston left that early right so, so therefore okay. this this could be a laugh you I have d- one I don't want to just go where's he from because if he's not if it's not Ghana I'm fucked and don't have a thing I don't want to just. I don't want to just say the clubs because you mentioned some absolutely insane nations Obscure there. Nations, so yeah, yeah. I'm not going to know any of them. Right. Okay. So we joined. Did you say January 2007? I did. Now, this is the thing. Here's a little fact about Daniel McIver and his life with hearts. I was given a tour of Tynecastle by Larry Kingston. I am trying to remember how old I was at that time. Nice. Because I think I was about 10 or 11. They wouldn't have had loan players doing it when he was there. So if it's true, I would have been 11. Now, what am I going to say? Well, Larry Kingston, obviously a midfielder. Am I going to ask his position? Oh... (laughs) I hate this. <laughs> this is the worst in it. It is the worst. As soon as you said the clues, my brain went, that sounds like Larry Kingston. I don't know, however, if he has a son that plays. I don't know if he has a brother that plays. I don't know if Newcastle were interested in him. Bolton, <laughs> or Bolton. weirdly is ringing a bell. What is my other question? Is my other question going to be, what position did he play in? Because if you say midfielder, I'm going to go Larry Kingston. But if you don't, okay. I have no name in my head. Which maybe is like, should I then go nationality? Was he a defender, a midfielder, or an attacker? 
<laughs> he was a midfielder, MacIver. It's Larry Kingston! Larry Kingston, it is. Yes! <laughs> Come on! Three in a row! You fucked yourself in that kit! Did he wear that kit? I know, I know. I realised it, I realised as soon as I dropped the, the Ghana, I was like, oh shit, I'm yeah. yeah, you're in the kit! See, this is why you need to be watching on YouTube if you're just listening. You get these clues that can help you, oh. visually. I've still not went 0 for 5! Get in! <laughs> I have a prevailing memory of Larry That's Kingston. so annoying. God knows why he popped in my head first thing this morning. But well, I was like, yeah, that'll do. It could be this reason. Because I can't remember if this was against Motherwell or Dundee United. When he's doing like his dance. No, it was, I think it was Dundee United. We'd used all three subs. We were getting beat. I was sat right down the front of the Gorgie. And he got <laughs> he got hurt, in inverted commas. And he went to go back on. And you just saw him go, nah, I can't be arsed with this. So he just walked around the edge of the pitch. And whoever manager, whoever was manager at the time, lost... Shabba? Maybe Shabba? it was Shabba. Lost their mind. Because we had to play the last 10 minutes with 10 men. Just because he was like, oh, I can't really be can't arsed. Be yeah, he gave me a tour of Tyne Castle. He had no idea what was going on, and I fully respect it. Andy Driver was saying to me when we interviewed him that no one knew how old he was. <laughs> well, exactly. Think of his boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, oh, so, worried if I'd made that easy with it. Oh, the obscurity of the nation. I think when you said Ghana, I was like, yeah. that's... No, I, I would have been surprised if a non-native Ghanaian had went to Ghana to play. Should have gone like, should have maybe just said Africa. Yeah, if he'd said that, that really Africa, fucking opens Asia it up. Africa, Asia and Europe. Yeah, yeah, there you go, see. Yeah. That's a learning experience. It is. That, this is, this it is what is. happens. But yeah, his, his brother, uh, coincidentally, <laughs> given that you were, you were curious, yeah. his brother was a, a goalkeeper, um, of course, who was first choice at the 2010 tournament, but played all four uh, in 2006. Wow. Like previously playing for Blackpool, Wigan and Birmingham. Uh, and his son uh, was born between us, actually, 20, 21st of November 1997. His wow. son Jacob was born, and he plies his trade with Accra Great Olympics. I wish him all the best in his career. There you go. That is title material like the Midnight Riders. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Accra Great Olympics. What a team they are. Well, fair play. I'm buzzing with that. Three in a row. How much can I keep this up? 11 6 flying, now. 11 6. Flying. Right, we're, we're reaching out to an African audience. What's not coming <laughs> oh, Exactly. <laughs> well, we hope you have loved this episode, which is a bit different uh, considering we're recording the night of a game, which we've almost. I don't think we've ever done apart from Brora. No, not but even that was the next day. Brora was yeah, the next day. Yeah, not for a good while. Yeah, because I went to work with loads of Hibs fans taking the piss out of me all morning. Mm. Yeah, that was a good laugh. Well, recorded that. we hope you have enjoyed. If you have, please leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. If you've been watching us on YouTube and saw that Adam gave it away with the top that he's wearing, <laughs> please leave a like, comment and subscribe as well. Massively helps us. We're at Petty Paisley on all forms of social media. Petty Paisley at gmail.com as well if you want to fire us over an email. Adam, where can they get you on all the socials? Uh, they can get me berating this heart's top, which is quite frankly shocking as our performance was today at Adam T. Kendo. Or what about yourself, mate? I'm at D. McIver 22. We'll be back 
prefer probably next week with a certain special guest and see his thoughts on everything that he is very keen to let us know about. But if not, we'll God definitely be back us. next time. <laughs> and we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Later.